Hello there. So The Bubble is the latest film from Judd Apatow. It came on Netflix yesterday. It tells the story of a bunch of actors who have to quarantine at a fancy hotel while they're making the latest in their franchise of movies based on big dinosaurs. And... What? Where to, where to start with this film? I, I don't think this was a coincidence that this debuted yesterday on Netflix and the, on the April Fool's Day. But, um, yeah, what can I say? This, Judd Apatow's got a, really had a, a habit of making films that are way too long, and this is just another one of those things. It's two hours and six minutes, this film, and you could just about go away with this, I think, if it was an hour and a half, but to stretch into two hours, I mean, this is the same length, give or take, a, a roughly as Jurassic Park, you know, <laughs> does this really need to be the same length as that, you know, uh, the, uh, and what, what I would also say is, this film is just, it thinks it's a lot cleverer and f more smart than it actually is. They think they've really got something profound to say. It's like, oh, look, look at this. We're, we're making fun of our actors, but we're also making fun of ourselves in Hollywood and all this. And during the COVID times, you know, oh, look at us. And you're just thinking to yourself, no, it doesn't really work. I mean, it would work if the jokes landed, but I can only think of two particularly funny moments that are actually funny, one involving a TikTok dance and the other is a joke about a project the director's doing or producer's doing and and this actually happens in the end credits scene. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait for the end credits for one of the best jokes and to be fair, it's pretty on on the money when they're making fun of things when they're actually, you could actually see that type, they're talking about a, a passion project or saying that it's a passion project and they're they're talking about it in such a way that showing it in a completely virtue signaling way, I actually think, oh yeah, you actually hit the nail on the head. If 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 the rest of that film had that type of bite and actual honest honest humour there, and it, it would have been so much better. We could have possibly been on to a winner. Because here's the thing: there is prom promise in the premise here. Yeah, you know, there there could be stuff that could actually click quite well here and actually work well, but it's just not funny enough. There's nothing. It's there's moments that are just uh, maybe mildly amusing, and the cast is good though. They actually do elevate it. There's a, there are certain things that are that are there. Like there are some very good cameos in this, which actually help lift proceedings. But for the most of the two hours, you just sit almost twiddling your thumbs. It's almost feels like a pure boredom. Almost, ironically enough, like quarantining or anything like that. You could say, well, that's a bit of a dramatic example. But, and yeah, it is. But, but then again, Judd Apatow turned around the other day and was sending tweets saying, oh, Will Smith could have killed Chris Rock with that slap. So, you know, he'd know all about... Uh, dramatic, sending dramatic things. You know, I mean, we could get dramatic. You could say somebody could die of boredom while watching one of his films when they go on too long. <laughs> but no, nah, I digress. But yeah, you know, the ironic thing it's almost like trying to poke fun at the self-indulgent that um, elements of Hollywood, and yet these a lot of his films are incredibly self-indulgent, which. When, when, when which they go on too long, he could really use an editor. I think this guy's maybe got too 
too much creative freedom and doesn't know when to cut things and that's why everything goes on way too long and like I said the, the cast is good I like the cast here as well Karen Gillan he's, she's really the lead here and, she, and she's she's actually good in this film she's good I always like Karen Gillan but to be honest the only reason why I watched it I'd seen the trailer for this and I thought ah this looks shit but I had spare time yesterday so I watched this and to be fair I like Karen Gillan and she's good in this film so you know and then Pedro Pascal's here he's good and I've got to say as well um, one of the main characters here is uh, Judd Apatow's daughter, Iris Apatow. And to be honest, she's very good, actually. She was good in this. This isn't just nepotism or anything like that being played in here. She's actually good, and she shows a lot of promise. I don't know what else she's been in, if she's been in anything else. But I will say this. She did show some promise here, and it didn't feel like just nepotism here. So I've got to give the credit to that there. Um but for the most part, this film just meanders along without ever really doing anything. And here's the thing. It's not a bad idea in process, in, in principle. The, the, the idea is there and it's quite solid there in principle. But you almost think this film, bizarrely enough, I know we're all still in a pandemic and things like that. And of course, you, can never, you don't want to take things for granted or forget about things and everything like that. But when you think about it it's now came out just at a time when covid isn't all over the news the way it was before if you know what i mean especially said with the, the you know the war in ukraine it's now almost been in a lot of ways been forgot about a lot of people now are turning around saying i guess covid's not a thing now because people are saying that seems to be what a lot of people now turn around and say because you don't hear as much about it now if this had been if this had came out when COVID was the only, only thing dominating the news, it might have had a bit more relevance in that. It almost feels com completely irrelevant, this film. And, you know, the other thing I would say is, yeah, even when you think about it, the other thing is you make a film about COVID, that one which a lot of COVID and isolating and all that's all part of the story and things. The problem being, though, a lot of people are sick, not just are, are sick to death of hearing about COVID. They just don't want to hear about it anymore. So making a film about it in which a lot of the characters are whining about things like that just isn't going to really click with a lot of general audiences. And then, again, it kind of just shows you maybe the way how out of touch the Hollywood thing is. They think this is a great idea. It's like, ah, well, let's all make fun of this. and But a lot of the audience are just going to sit there saying, no, I don't care for any of these characters. Why? I'm, and you're not funny enough. If the film was like a complete laugh a minute ride, then yeah, okay, you'd get away with it. But it's just not nearly funny enough. That's the problem. It sounds like I absolutely hate this film. I really don't. Like I said, those two particularly funny bits helped it. The cast are good. I don't hate this film. But then again, I really don't like it either. And I just feel... It's one of those ones. Good job for it that's on Netflix because if this actually did get released in cinemas, no one would go and see it. It would be a colossal flop. And at the end of the year, we'd be talking about biggest financial flops of the year. But there you have it. That's just my thoughts there on The Bubble. A film that tries so hard to be relevant, but turns out to be, ironically enough, completely irrelevant. So there you have it. So... 
Uh, coming up though, next week I'll be going to see a few other films as well. So I'll hopefully go and see Ambulance next week. So I was meant to go last week, didn't get the chance to see it. And uh, Morbius as well. Oh dear, <laughs> let's find out if the, the anti-hype is true about that film. But we'll see, we'll see soon enough. So anyway, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.